Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel. You won't beat that have a car. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let me know? You won't beat that have a car. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Gonna, 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 yeah, gonna. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the Sun Solar Panel. Whether you're watching us on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page, the Sun Solar Panel YouTube page, or listening to us wherever you get podcasts, we are happy to have you with us. I'm Greg Esposito. Ahoy, hoy. Joined by the man with silver hair, but a heart of gold. It is, uh, unless your name's Greg Esposito. It's Dave. How are you? <laughs> oh, pretty good. As you can tell, I'm I'm in a wonderful spot right now uh, with a little white background. You guys have no idea where I could be anywhere in the world right now. Dave, you look like, you look like you're in San Quentin is what you look like. <laughs> yep, Dave That's is it. using his one it's phone call to call in for the show. <laughs> Uh, and then we've also got the man that uh, says, hey, d- don't call me Saul. You can call me Book or Carmel Thunder. <laughs> it's all Book. I, I knew you were going to bring that up this already. Like I, I, I was I told myself we're not, we're not even going to get five minutes in before the whole book thing comes up. I just know it. Look, I loved I loved your tweet where you, you had to make it clear that uh you were booked before uh before devin booker was no i what i was saying was is i was putting the blame on myself for calling him devin that's what yeah. i was doing no i you took were, it i owned up to my mistakes espo don't lie you were saying i'm the one and only book and you can be <clears throat> devin still i am the original <clears throat> of course we are referring to devin booker saying earlier in the week he doesn't like being called devin so uh you know it's now law that we have to call him book or booker or d book so uh just keep that in mind as we go into the season everybody you can call saul whatever you want but you have to call Ouch. uh booker d book or book so you know it another Interesting week in Suns world, lots to talk about per usual, but we're going to take a stop over at the wonderful world of Disney. No, we're not talking another bubble situation in Orlando. We're talking about the ESPN 100 list. It finally came out. I know we were all waiting with bated breath to find out uh, where they thought everybody on the Suns roster ranked. Well, uh, news flash for you. The Suns now have three of the top 50 five players in the nba that's right three we didn't imagine that two years ago we were we were just hoping book wound up uh, uh in uh, you know in the top uh 50 back in those days but now uh, there are three in the top 50 starting with deandre ayton at number 52 devin booker at number 17 and chris paul at number 15 guys what was your read on this does it mean anything or is it just a total preseason banter dave we can start with you <clears throat> well uh first of all when was the last time the suns acquired a top 20 player in the nba in the offseason uh, i have to go back to even i don't know if steve nash was actually ranked as a top 20 player when he was he was acquired he certainly became 
uh, two-time MVP, but nice. Uh, yeah, that is a nice angle, Espo. As people are commenting in the chat, and we can see your face yeah. better. Um, yeah. Hey, that's so. I think it's pretty freaking awesome that the Suns actually. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know why'd you stop, Dave. <laughs> uh, Dave. I don't know. I thought somebody was jumping in there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys say I talk too much, so I'm just gonna stop randomly talking. Oh, okay. Uh, well, if you're done, no, I will go. Then. No point. Let's, uh, not yeah. make, let's not make any real points here. Let's just stop <laughs> mid sentence. So, okay. what do you think about the real? The well, you know what I really think is. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you, you want me to continue? Okay, cool. Hey, so uh, no, I, I thought that Devin or not Devin Booker. I'm sorry, DeAndre Aiden being 52 was I, I, I could live with that, right? Until I saw my man Jaron Jackson at 43. Like what? No, like there's no, there's no, there's no reality where Jaron Jackson is 10, almost 10 spots higher than DA. There's, there's just none, zero. And uh, I don't. I know there's a lot of Jaron J- Jackson like analytic lovers out there and blah, blah, blah. We've seen the guy play in person several times, and I have never been impressed with him. Um, I just He's got a good game. He can shoot from the outside. He's, he's a decent player. I just don't think he's better than D.A. Um, I think there's only two players right now that you could argue are better than D.A. from that draft, and that's Trey Young and uh, you know the guy that you don't want to talk about from Dallas. You know, like – those are the only two things. Outside of that, there, there is there is nobody else. Look, I, the, I think the suspension is part of it. You know, he, he gets dinged because of that, and the fact that the the Suns haven't really been in the national mindset his first two years in the league. So I understand why he's uh, why he is where he is, and and he's got something to prove this season. And I'm sure by next year with the uh, you know, with playing next to Chris Paul, with the success that we expect this team to have, you'll see DeAndre Ayton higher in this list. I mean, really, this is yeah, a Lonzo Ball at fifty-four. Like, get out of here, really? Yeah, but he's got a name. Look, this is just a media perception list. This isn't. The, yeah, this, this isn't is some exactly. big statistical well, I analysis. Be, I could still be offended by the Espo. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually here, within here. my rights to be offended by this crappy list that they put out. <laughs> Regarding Aiden, though, I, I don't have a big problem with him being uh, in the in the low fifth player rank. I mean, he really he did miss half season. He really does need to grow his set and all that. He's really got to get better as a player. I have a problem with De- uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. being in the 40s. I have a problem with um, the guys around him in that list in the 50s being too highly ranked. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., are you freaking kidding me? How in the heck is he ranked uh, anywhere near DeAndre Ayton? Um, that is my biggest problem. I don't have a problem with him being 50-something. I, You know, I, I looking at it, though, I, I think this list probably rates offense a little bit more than defense and where DeAndre made his big leap last year was on the defensive end of the floor. So look, we, everybody, you know, most people probably this show excluded uh, under race DeAndre Ayton in a lot of ways. It's no surprise to me that on a national stage that's happening as well on this list. But when you look at Devin Booker at 17, Chris Paul at 15, does that surprise you? Is there anything there that that upsets either you or are you happy with where those guys ranked? So let's start with you. No, I, I think I think that's about right. Um, you know, you, you've basically said that Devin Booker is a borderline 
all NBA team, uh, first, second, or third team player by putting him at 17. He's right there on the cusp, right? Uh, and more importantly, he's a surefire all-star from this point forward, right? And I think that's what that's what Suns fans want to see. They want the respect on Devin Booker's name that they deserve, that he deserves. He's been, he's proven that he's one of the best shooting guards in the league, one of the best players in the league. Um, he's got respect league-wide, and finally, after the bubble, uh, the national media is finally starting to pay attention to that and give him his just due. Now, um, you know, for him, it's going to be taking it to another level. Um, and I think he took it to a, another level last year. I'm excited to see if he can really expand on that this year for sure. Dave? I think Dave might be frozen. Dave, Dave's, uh, Dave's yeah, got no, the I internet definitely... where the gerbil is like got a broken leg and he's kind of trying to spin the wheel, but it just ain't going too fast. <laughs> Dave, your thoughts? I don't know what's going on this morning. Yeah, I don't know what the heck's going on this morning with my internet. It's the same internet I've always had. Um, so I, I apologize for freezing up and stuff. I think Devin Booker is getting the recognition. I think him being in the teens is 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 a great place to put him. I think Chris Paul being in the teens right with him is a pleasant surprise. Both were ranked lower a year ago by the you know preseason media hype. Uh, what's really going to matter is how the Suns play this year. It doesn't matter where they're ranked before the season starts. It matters how they play. That's all that really matters. They've got to they've got to get in playoff contention, and then that's what the, getting the wins matters, not getting the preseason rankings. Well, look, I'll take I'll take both because this team has been in obscurity for uh, as long as as I can remember in the last decade. So any preseason recognition is is welcome recognition for me. I actually think that Devin Booker probably should be ahead of Chris Paul on the list. Uh, right now, I think Chris Paul is benefiting from legacy more than, uh, than current. I, I think they're, I think they are within a few spots of each other, but I think Devin Booker, especially what he did in the bubble proves that, uh, that he's probably a step uh, ahead of Chris Paul at this stage in their career, but I'm not going to split hairs, two spots uh, between the two on the list. And they're in the top 20, uh, is is more than fine with me. There's just it'll be interesting to see if Chris Paul can continue to play at that pace and how much Devin Booker improves. If they do this list again at the end of the season, has Devin Booker moved up, you know, three, four, five spots on that list because of what he's been able to accomplish in this year? And was Chris Paul uh, able to play well enough where he stays in that at 15 to 20? range that's that's what's interesting to me and that kind of brings us to uh, the next thing we want to discuss which is what is chris paul's effect going to be on this team uh, this this year and what impact will it have everybody knows and we saw that lovely video that the fox sports arizona production crew put together a couple weeks ago that uh I was against this before I was for it. A very political. <laughs> do, we, do we need to see it again? I have it ready to go. You know, I don't think we, we need it. to see it again. I was against it before I was for it, and then I was for it, and I'm not against it again. But uh, you know, so that's a, that's where I stood on the Chris Paul thing. But uh, you know, and even though I, I was for it, I still was wondering what Chris Paul wa was going to bring to the table. You'd heard the rumors about how. Hardy is on teammates, the, the way he treats teammates, how, what kind of impact would that have on a young group? That all changed this week because I spent roughly 90 minutes listening to Chris Paul 
talk with JJ Reddick on the old man yeah. and the three podcast. Which was awesome. Awesome. Uh, it was yeah. unbelievable. And when you listen to Chris Paul talk on there, if you don't get excited at the leadership he's bringing, the mm. way he thinks about basketball, uh, it, it completely made me feel like this was the best deal the Suns could have made this offseason. Just looking at the way he views the game, the way he views his leadership, uh, the way he just looks at things overall, this guy gets it. This is a guy that, you know, Monty Williams started this this change last year in the way that that these guys get prepared in the way that they look at the game, but it's it's different when a coach tells you it. It based on what I heard from Chris Paul on that podcast, he and Monty are in lockstep in the way that they look at at leadership. You know, Chris may be a little bit tougher love than than Monty is, but they they believe the same principles. And now the Suns have a guy on the court that's going to hold them to what Monty tells them off the court. I think this should be huge for the young guys. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on this, Saul? But, but you know, it, but to your point, like he's only tougher because he's the one that's in the game playing and yeah. he's experiencing everything that Monty's watching. Um, so he has to be tougher. You know, his, his his level of intensity has always been high, and that's never been in doubt. That's never been a question. And I think his I think it helps actually that his um, you know the, the perception of him you know, it precedes him. Right. So, you know, before he even gets here, players have already heard like, you know, horror stories, if you will, or stories about Chris Paul and what he's really like. And I think when you actually meet Chris Paul in person, I think what we've seen over the last couple of days, especially in these media interviews, is that he has a way of, of speaking to people. And I think when you're in the heat of battle, there is no time for fluff. There is no time to sugarcoat anything. It's get the effing job done or get the hell out of the way. Like, that's just how it is with Chris Paul. And I love that about him. I'd rather you not sugarcoat it. Don't be nice. Tell me what I need to do. And yeah, you're going to get on my butt every now and then. And he's going to get in players' faces every now and then, which is okay. He's the leader on this team. Like, he 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 is. Booker is the leader, but Chris Paul is is the leader because of, of the experience that he has. He's been where Devin Booker's trying to go. So by that, just in its own nature, he's going to have a little bit more credibility than anybody else on this team right now. Um, and so I am, I'm full listening to JJ Reddick's podcast. I sat there and I just, I got goosebumps mm. because I was like, yes, this is what the Suns have been missing <clears throat> for the past decade. A true leader and it's not going to be pretty every single time it might get ugly a couple times here and there but i think the end result we are all going to be happy with yeah no <clears throat> and i also want to talk about his impact already on deandre Aiden. it doesn't mean obviously he's going to have more impact as the season goes on and as they play together he's going to have even more impact clearly but just to start just to set the tone in the first place Chris Paul said on the JJ Reddick podcast and uh, and also DeAndre Ayton has said in interviews um, as well this week is that he Chris Paul has talked to him about playing defense, playing being the anchor of the defense, being the back line of the defense, focusing on defense first and then finishing at the rim second and not doing uh, not taking uh, outside shots. And he's going to do that. Uh, Chris Paul is is going to get DeAndre Ayton 
focused on the right things. And Aiton says he wants to dominate on defense. He wants to be really good on that area and have offense come secondary. And I think that's excellent because that's what the Suns really need. Jander Aiton has the ability to be one of the best defenders in the NBA. And and Chris Paul is going to help him get there. So if you see Chris Paul yelling at DA, uh, it's going to be in a helpful way. It's going to be in a, some of us might see it as harsh, but DA is going to see it as, as something that's incredibly helpful. He is going to work. Um, he's going to work real hard. He is going to have some down days, but he's going to have a lot of really good days. And that's going to be thanks to Chris Paul's leadership on that end. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. We've heard a lot of talk from DeAndre Ayton in the past, but I think the difference is Chris Paul is going to hold him accountable to it, right? He's not going to let him just talk about it and then not show it 100% on the court. And and that's what a guy like DeAndre Ayton needs. I mean, we've talked about it here. No, I'm not saying DeAndre Ayton Shaq, but Shaq needed guys like Kobe and Penny Hardaway and Dwayne Wade uh, you know, that had that kind of mindset that Chris Paul does, the grinding mindset, the the push you mindset to get the best out of him. And I think that's what Chris Paul is going to do for DeAndre Ayton is get the best out of him day in, day out on the court. Uh, you know, if he, if he messes something up, he's going to show him how to correct it. They're going to learn how to be in, uh, in the right place at the right time. And I'm excited for Valley Oop because we're going to get a lot of those uh, lobs from Chris Paul to DeAndre Ayton. Uh, and hopefully he's aggressive and rips down the rim with it because everybody w- seems to want to see that from him. Well, Chris Paul is going to be able to set him up for that and, Building that chemistry is key, and from what we've heard, obviously none of us are seeing practice or, or any part of it this year because of the the weird pandemic, uh, you know, training camp and preseason. Uh, but we're we're assuming they're building that chemistry and and working on that. I could not be more excited for the impact that Chris Paul is going to have on DeAndre Ayton in particular. You know, I wonder what how big of a jump it's going to be from Chris Paul from Ricky Rubio. Um, you know, what's what's that margin of victory? You know, how's it? How much is it going to increase? I do wonder that. I think I think it'll increase, but by how much? And that's going to depend on uh, on that's really going to make a difference in this season. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm saying the obvious, obviously, but you know, Chris Paul's ability to be an offensive threat, mm. uh, scoring wise. I think makes all the difference in the world. And and then obviously you add in the leadership. I think Ricky Rubio also led, you know, he was a good leader on the court as well. You know, he talked to guys and got mm-hmm. them in position mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so I don't want to undermine what Ricky Rubio did by any stretch of the imagination, but Chris Paul is just a different dude. And sometimes, you know, when mom, when mom's telling you like, Hey, you know, you need to do this. You need to clean your room. You need to clean your room. And you're like, yeah, I know I need to clean my room and I'm going to go. And you just kind of slowly, but then you hear like, Hey, if you don't clean your room, I'm going to tell your dad. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I got to go do it. You know, I think there's a difference there, right? And so, uh, you know, it, it, I, I'm excited to see CP3. I just... I, I can't even I can't even overstate that at all. Yeah, even more so than the than the advice that he's going to be giving and the and the holding guys accountable and all that. Chris Paul is one of the best clutch players in the NBA. He has always been clutch in the fourth quarter. And the thing is, the the difference between him and Ricky is not just the uh, obviously the ability to shoot. He can get his own shot whenever he wants to. When guys go under on the screen, 
Uh, Chris Paul can, can is just uh, that's that's his that's his Candyland right there. They talked about that on the on the old man the three pot as well, on how he developed into a guy who could just completely attack when when the guy goes under when the guy goes over. He knows exactly how to run all that, but he's also one of the best clutch players in the fourth quarter in the NBA. And that is highly important for a team like the Suns who really need someone to finish out games. How many games did the Suns lose last year uh, in the, in the final three minutes? Because Ricky Rubio is not a great clutch player. He's a good clutch player, but not a great one. Chris Paul's a great one. Well, yeah, it drastically changes the way teams are going to play. The way teams are going to play defense against you as well, because with Ricky, they could sag off. They give you uh, the opportunity to you know, try to give him an opportunity to shoot even wide open jumpers because they knew the percentages were in their favor. But you can't do that with Chris Paul. So how much does just his his presence, his offensive ability change Devin Booker's offensive outlook too? And that's before we're even looking at Cam Johnson and, and Mikael Bridges and and that group, what it does for them. So. Yeah, you can't overrate what Chris Paul can do on the offensive end because that's a a big upgrade over Ricky Rubio. And look, that's not a knock on, on Ricky. We all knew his biggest flaw was was his shooting, and Ricky knows that too. Uh, this is this is that next evolution. You, he was you, actually surprisingly serviceable last year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shooting wise. You know, I, I was actually surprised by how well he was able to shoot the ball a couple times last season. Yeah, better than he had been. So. I was worried. about about the repeatability of that a little, you know? Yeah. Uh, sure. So I'm glad we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> oh, Mike's, uh, I suppose Mike is uh, uh, deciding to take the the Dave King school of gerbil wheel non-spinism. <laughs> <laughs> the production value, poor Saul. Man, Saul, what is going on? You know, if it's not Espo's mic and it's not your Wi-Fi, it's my stupid camera because I look like nope. I have jaundice in this stupid camera. I hate this camera. I promise I will get it replaced. But look, my skin is like gray. I feel like I should be in Game of Thrones right now. It's ridiculous. Great. Gray thunder yeah. is your, uh, your <laughs> look. At least my camera looks good when my mic's not working. That's, uh, that's all I'm concerned about. But no, look, you're getting everything that that you got with Ricky Rubio uh, in terms of passing ability, those kind of things. But then you're getting the bonus, the upgrade of of Chris Paul's offense, and and it was an evolution that I think he needed to take if you were serious about taking the next step. So that's that's immensely exciting for me as well. But the one other thing that came up in, in the Chris Paul discussion, and we had talked about it last week, and I, and I thought it was very interesting to hear it straight from Chris Paul this week, was how would load management come into play with Chris Paul? And he in no uncertain terms on that on that podcast said, I do not take games off when I'm healthy. I will not take games or minutes off if uh, if I am healthy. I mean, he was very blunt about it. So I am not expecting a lot of load management games from Chris Paul because I can't see Monty and James Jones trying to force that on him if he's not actually ailing with anything, especially in a truncated season like we started. Last week, we wondered how would that play in back-to-backs after hearing Chris Paul, 
I think he's going to be there for majority of these games if he's not injured. I mean, you're paying this dude like what 850 grand? It feels like uh, <laughs> every game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I think the number works out like eight hundred thousand dollars a game. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't really care much about load management at that point. Like, let's go. We well, need to get our money's worth. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the difference is you haven't been in the playoffs for a decade, so load management isn't all that appealing when you realize because of last year, one game can make the difference. So one game you sit CP3 out because you don't want to put some miles on the tires could cost you uh, either seeding or the opportunity to be in the playoffs. So uh, re- regardless of what you're paying him, that fact in and of itself uh, you know, makes you <laughs> makes you think, yeah, maybe it doesn't make sense. And if Chris Paul doesn't want to sit, you don't sit Chris Paul. That's just the way it is. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally agree. I, I, again, he's a veteran. Uh, he's been in the league for over a decade. Like you trust his his input at this point. You know, he's not going to try and cheat you. He understands what's on the line. He understands how his body is. Uh, I think if you're Monty Williams, if if Chris Paul comes in and says, "I can't, <clears throat> I can't go tonight." then he doesn't go tonight and and you you can live with that decision because you trust what he brings to the table he's not he's not a rookie trying to get out of practice he's a, he's a vet trying to you know uh, make sure he's in it for the long haul um especially in you know late in the season so well uh, speaking of that he talked about how he's prepping his body as well yeah. and he talked about just being in that in that vegan diet and how that changed uh, changed things and how it and it's slightly changing his workout as well with that his training made him realize over the last couple of years and in particular last year in Oklahoma City how he could actually play basketball the right way how he could how he felt comfortable playing basketball and this is crazy to think because this is Chris Paul uh, you know they refer to him as a point god right and he's sitting here saying no I think I'm finally figuring out how I can play basketball best. That excited me too, because if that's true, I get it. He's 35, but if that's true and he's unlocked something different and we did see uh, some special moments from, from CP three in Oklahoma city. And he led a much less talented team than the Suns to the, to the five seed. There's a, there, it could be really interesting. You know, I, I'm going to use Chris Paul as an experiment because I've seen Tom Brady do this and, and a lot of other athletes have done this as well. They've gone to this vegan diet. And as you know, Espo, I love to to grill me some meat on the, on the grill. Um, and, and so if these guys come out and they look like they have just found the fountain of youth and they're just, you know, their bodies aren't breaking down as much. And I might seriously consider going vegan. I just... I, it's been on the mind. I don't know. I, I feel like it may. It couldn't hurt. I surely my my belly is telling me you should have done this like ten years ago for sure. What What would your Instagram feed be then? Would it just be asparagus on the grill? Like I got up at three a.m. because we got to cook instead of brisket. We got to cook this asparagus. Yeah, slow cook this asparagus. <laughs> your your whole uh, your whole identity on social media would go away. Uh, I, I highly recommend if you're a person that uh, that likes to be hungry constantly. Uh, Saul's Instagram is perfect. 
for that. But by the way, I think we need to put my microphone, your camera, and Dave's internet on a vegan diet, and hopefully get the performance uh, up to up to speed as well. Buck so Dog made a, made a good made a good point. Yes, Dave is on oh. dial up. You are absolutely right. <laughs> good lord, I don't well, even hey, understand look, what's happening here. The prison, the prison only has dial up <laughs> For those of you listening, oh, I had podcast, to put some more quarters in the machine. Yeah, the go internet put some more money on his card. Yeah. <laughs> Get a swap commissary for cigarettes. <laughs> for those of you listening to the podcast, commissary is right down the hall. Yeah. For those of you listening to the podcast, this is funny because Dave, instead of his oh, usual God. background, is sitting up against a plain white wall. And uh, it's so, it's so yeah, added. You're lucky I'm not wearing a pink jumpsuit. <laughs> Wait, what's that song? So you're, so you have a collection from San Quentin Prison. so since we're off the rails here for a second before we get back on herbie in the chat one of our flaming ballers uh said espo off topic but is that a picture of you dressed as the larry o'brien trophy in that frame yes yes it is if you remember trophy guy from the sun's uh from the sun's (laughs) old marketing campaign in the seven seconds or less days we found that in a closet at the arena, and I had to find any excuse I could to actually wear that costume. So uh, it, it was a viral video that that the team put out. I think it was the Harlem Shake or whatever back then when I was working for it. And I found the excuse to actually get in the trophy guy costume. So, yes, that is me dressed as the Larry O'Brien trophy over my shoulder so well selfish plug uh we got a pretty cool yeah. thing going on tonight first preseason game of the season and uh why don't we uh let chris mcdougall jump into the chat and uh tell us all a little bit about it pay attention to the signs first of all they went eight now in the bubble don't forget signed chris paul got new uni got a new facility And now we have their broadcast schedule. Tomorrow at 7 p.m., you can watch their first of four preseason games. It's about time. With their season opener on. So again, make sure you tune in on Fox Sports Arizona because you know what? Even LeBron James know that the Suns are going to be good this year. My, my my guy, James Jones, has done a hell of a job over there. And, and not only acquiring uh, CP3, but he is building that team. He's got some really, really good things going on over there. Wild Horse. There you go. Hey, I... I have been asking when when am I going to get a guest spot on the uh, the forty eight with uh, with Kristen? That is one of my favorite things on <laughs> on the social medias. Yeah, that's uh, I, I love that. So, but yes, preseason basketball. Uh, by the way, Saul, thank you for stealing the wheel. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, I'm grinding sorry. those gears to get us back. That's <laughs> the right back. Grinding those gears, yes, yeah, spinning the wheel to get us all back on track. Yes, you're back on track. On <laughs> preseason, yes. We are taping this Saturday morning if you're not watching live. And that means tonight the Phoenix Suns finally take the court against the Utah Jazz on Fox Sports Arizona, the Fox Sports Go app, so we can see what the new-look Suns look like. We've been guessing what the chemistry could look like. We're going to get a sneak peek. I'm guessing we're not going to see a lot of CP3, Aiton, and Booker tonight but we will get to see at least some of them they play 
tonight and then on December 14th at 7 p.m. against the Jazz again in Utah and then back-to-back against the Lakers on the 16th and the 18th, all of them again on Fox Sports Arizona. Uh, When we're looking at this, what are you hoping to see out of these four preseason games uh, and, and to feel good going into the 23rd against the Mavericks? Dave, we can start with you. Uh, so your internet uh, can uh, can have an opportunity. Yeah, we can. Let's pray. Crossing <laughs> fingers that this holds up. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking just to see the chemistry, the natural chemistry between Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton on pick and rolls. Uh, they have not played much together. In fact, Ayton. Oh man, do you see? Hadn't done a five on five with Chris Paul and his team yet. Um, but I. It's interesting because Chris Paul on that podcast that we're all referencing this whole time. So you guys, we're going to spend an hour and a half talking about an hour and a half podcast. Um, that podcast, he said that he had to work from scratch with DeAndre Jordan. He said DeAndre, he made some comment. I can't remember what he said, but DeAndre Jordan was basically starting from scratch on how to play basketball and how to be a pick and roll finisher. And so and Chris Paul yeah, worked he with said, him. And he said came. he couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> obviously DeAndre Ayton can do those things. Um, you want him chewing gum and that's the best part. Uh, so if, if DeAndre Ayton can do that, then they're ahead of the game, but I wonder how natural that is. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty darn easy for Chris Paul to set up a good chemistry with Ayton a few times in the, in this preseason. Uh, without them actually having to work hard at it. I'm curious about that. Um, and I'm curious about how Chris Paul and Devin Booker kind of trade off, but we're not going to see a lot of that in preseason. We're not going to see um, a lot of the uh, the clutch. We're not going to see any clutch time. So we're not going to see how they how their dynamic is between each other as playmakers in, in clutch. Um, so really it's going to be, what do these guys look like? Does anybody look like they've progressed a lot? I asked Devin Booker yesterday, has anybody jumped out kind of the way Cam Johnson jumped out in the first offseason we had in 2020? Cam Johnson got big and got swole and was actually able to play some more power forward. Uh, and I asked Devin Booker if, if he saw any of that so far. He's like, yeah, I can't really tell. It's only been a couple of months, uh, but we'll see in games how different people play. And so uh, he's just excited about playing again. And Booker did say specifically he's going to play in both these Utah games, whereas Utah is sitting a couple of guys, Mike Conley and Royce O'Neal are sitting for rest. Um, So not everybody's going to be playing for these teams in these games. Um, And I do find it one last comment I'll make is I think it's interesting that they're playing these two on the road, kind of like baseball, two on the road in Utah and then two at home against the Lakers. They did not, the NBA did not make that happen during the regular season uh, more than a couple of times, but the Suns will have a couple of two-game road trips against the same team during the season. Thought they were going to even have even more than that, but there's only, I think, two, maybe three at the most. Yeah, I, I think all, all I'm really watching for is just continuity, watching them build their chemistry. Uh, you got to understand, you know, this is obviously this is not a typical offseason. They've had essentially two offseasons and two seasons in the last, you know, in the last 12 months. It's been pretty crazy. And a lot of these guys only took, you know, I mean, I mean, the Lakers got what, two months, if that uh, off, you know, uh, and then the Suns had maybe you know, about three and a half months. So. Um, a lot of these teams are going to be, you know, trying to find their their legs. A lot of these guys play like a month, month and a half of pickup ball before they even get to training camp normally, and that just didn't yeah, happen this usually, year, you right. know. And so, 
you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't expect a giant leap from one player, you know, in whatever regard. I, I just wouldn't expect that this year because of the truncated uh, offseason time. But I would expect uh, to see everybody play and try to build that chemistry and get the flow going. You know, you got to learn roles and you got to get go through the motions. And um, I would, if I can watch Chris Paul and CP3 and DeAndre play, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I'll be happy. Um, and, and then watch, you know, the rest of the players for the rest of the game. Look, I'm just excited that we get Suns basketball because Saul, you and I went to school to a place that we just had to watch a 70 to 7 game. So anything to cleanse the palate after that, I'm more than happy. Even if it's preseason basketball and I get two and a half minutes of Chris Paul, it'll be better than what uh, what was experienced on Friday night. So I'm all right with uh, oh, man. I didn't even get to see that. But uh, oh, I, I, and I went to any of you, so I don't have any stake in this game between that and that rivalry. Consider but um, I tell you what, my kids all went to U of A, and I've spent my my career as a father giving them crap for wanting to for going to U of A to do that. Um, I have grown to be an ASU fan because of living in Phoenix since the '80s, and uh, I am smiling this morning. I'll just say that. Yeah, thanks, Dave. for no can good we, reason. Can we mute him and ask like his internet cut out again, please? Uh, you guys brought that up? <laughs> no, I'm if just you saying, guys bring it up, it's it's, just it's open season. I don't yeah. have a stake in this game, but I like to root for ASU. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. I'd like to just do U of A right now. <laughs> There's so many U of A'ers around me. It's fun. Anyway, but I am excited just to have Suns basketball back. But I think the one guy that has intrigued me, and you know, it's it's Tyshawn Alexander. We've heard a lot of talk about him. Uh, in some of these media availabilities, he was the undrafted uh, rookie free agent. And and I think seeing him, because in all likelihood, we're not going to see him unless something catastrophically goes wrong in the regular season or they're up by a, an ASU level uh, of uh, <laughs> of uh, ASU margin in a game. But I'm interested to see, you know, if he gets some minutes, what he looks like. Jalen Smith should get more minutes than, than he will in a regular season game. And, you know, I've heard DeAndre was talking about how, how impressed he is with Jalen shooting, how, how that caught him off guard. Well, I want to see that in a game. I want to see that uh, in, in a situation, albeit preseason, but I want to see what that athleticism looks like, what that, uh, what that shooting looks like in, in a live game. Uh, you know, so that, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. It will see if there's, if there's glimpses of chemistry that we get with Chris Paul uh, and the rest of the group, we'll see if, uh, if any of the, uh, you know, the, the ready for primetime players uh, are do anything uh, of note, but it's really those kind of guys that at least for the two Utah games, I'm looking at uh, to see something when we get into the Lakers games, when they're a little bit more of the fine tuning and the dress rehearsal for the 23rd against the Mavs, then, uh, then I'm looking towards how do how do the starters look how do things feel like they're coming together but these first two games that we're looking at in utah i, I want to see the fringe guys and what they do and and how they look most no i, I think they're going to treat the preseason since it's only four games like the nfl preseason maybe we just let the starters go for the first quarter and then the second game they go for the first two quarters and then the third game they go one two three and then that's it they don't play in the fourth um but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see Jalen Smith. I I yeah, you know, I think a lot of us haven't really watched him play very much. We've seen highlights 
now that he's been drafted to the Suns, but I I haven't met a, a, a diehard Maryland fan out there um, outside of Casey Jacobson, apparently, who gave say, all the rundown on on Jalen Smith. So uh, I want to see him play. I want to see you know what his skill sets are and and how they translate to the league. And uh, you know, more importantly, I want to see what his outside shot is going to look like. I, I I hope he I hope he pulls from deep a couple times just so I can get a feel of you know what he's all about. And I'm just, dude, guys, I I can't emphasize this enough. And you can tell by the chat. It's just it. It's finally, it, it's so much fun to be excited about a season because it's been a while. We were excited about last season, you know, with the additions of Ricky Rubio, and uh, and I think this season is going to be even better. I at least I hope so. Yeah, I just this this group tell screams to me intensity and that they're not going to take plays off and they're going to be competitive in every game. That's what they you know whether they win every game or not. Obviously, I. I just want to see them compete at a high level, and I think we're going to get that absolutely. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of position battles either in this preseason. Looking at it, maybe we'll, there's a, a bit at the power forward spot. Does Cam Johnson start? Does Jay Crowder start? Uh, you know, and then that backup point guard mix. Uh, is it Javon that gets him? a large number of those minutes is a campaign who's backing up Devin primarily with, with each one more Langston Galloway and Javon Carter. Who's in, in that mix. Those are interesting as well here, but to your point, Saul, this isn't like other preseasons where we're going in with a million question marks. There's a lot more answers this year than, than things we need to fill in the blank about. And, and that's exciting too, because this is more about anticipation for something, uh, something that should be exciting rather than, well, I don't know what this ride's going to be like, which, uh, uh, which is good. Absolutely. Dave, any additional preseason thoughts on your end? You know, I, <clears throat> I don't know about position battle. I know uh, we're going to see it as a battle because we're stressed for some strange reason because that's what, how fans are. We all do it. We're stressed about who starts versus who comes off the bench versus who finishes and all that at, at power forward between Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder. I don't know that anyone else is as stressed as we are about it. I think Jay is probably going to get the veteran nod to start the year. He might not play tonight, by the way, Jay Crowder. He just joined the team three days ago because of personal reasons, non-COVID related apparently, but because of personal reasons. And now he's with the team and he has first practice like two or three days ago. So he may not play tonight. So don't. There, nothing's going to be decided in preseason. I think in his power forward, he'll get better a nod at the beginning of the year. Uh, and then we'll see how everyone plays. And Cam Johnson may end up... I'd rather see Cam Johnson in the running for six man of the year than um, for, you know, forcing his way into power forward starter position over Jay. I mean, I, I, Jay Crowder's started most of the games he's played in his career. And I don't see that changing um, everything else. Like, like you said, Espo, there's not really many position battles to be fought this game. What's so nice about this team is that they're so well constructed. Everyone just goes, Oh yeah, there's the puzzle. It fits. The only thing that doesn't a hundred percent fit is who is Deandre Aiden's primary backup is it damian jones because he's good at pick and roll finishes uh maybe if chris paul's out there and deandre Ayton is in foul trouble and you need someone to do pick and roll finishing great um or is it jalen smith because you need some stretching uh, money has said money said this week that it could be dario instead 
You know, he said, sure. he, oh, he, yeah. he can, yeah. he, you can envision, right. you know, a guy like Dario being oh. the backup. He did such a great job in, in the bubble, especially when they, it, it seemed like the Suns finally figured out how to use Dario um, yeah. the correct way. And, and, and he, and, and to his credit, he also, you know, changed his game a little bit to, to adjust to that as well. And I think the two merged together beautifully in the bubble. And I, I, I would expect him to be the backup uh, to D, DA if the other two don't pan out. Thank you, Saul. I was having a complete brain fart. You're absolutely right. It's going to be Dario. And he was great in the bubble at that position. My bad. Well, is it, can you uh, edit out the last three minutes of this podcast? That would be. That'd We're just going to edit out your wonderful. pauses because of your Wi Fi. Going to edit out you, and we'll just. It'll sound like Saul and I just talked the whole time on the audio version of this. Actually, Dave yeah, took just edit video. out all of Dave's comments today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a forty-minute podcast. Yes, uh, it, it's. Uh, I I think that Dario may be one of those guys that that shifts around what position he's playing in that second unit, but is always playing the same role as that kind of distributor, that guy that is, is facilitating uh, a lot of that offense, because I think that's what they found success in the bubble with Dario and, and understood that. I don't think it was so much that he was playing the backup five, as much as the way they were using him to facilitate things in that offense. That's more of a positionless, as much as that terms overuse, a positionless mindset with him. It's how you're going to use him. So you may you may have Jalen Smith on the floor with him, and, and Jalen Smith is technically the backup yeah. five, but you've got Dario playing a very specific role, and I think that's what's most important for him when he's on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, again, we've talked about it at length now. Let's just get it on. Let's just get it started. I, I'm ready. Yeah. I think I think the chat's ready. We're ready. Let's just go. Let's do so, it. I, I heard a rumor that we have a little DeAndre Ayton something something. Yeah, so, so this week, uh, Fox Sports Arizona, we, we were able to get a, a little media access, uh, one-on-ones with some of these guys, and we got some pretty cool content that we're going to develop out of that. But uh, one of the pieces of content that we're developing is just kind of uh, we wanted to see what guys thought about other guys' Instagram. And so we pulled up a couple pictures and had them comment. And DA, this is just a little snippet of DA wa- looking at a Devin Booker picture. Oh my god, hey, what you put in the media is what you get out. Boy, I don't know where these two are going. Look how they're going to the SP award show or the damn wedding. I don't know. Y'all going to a bachelor party or a damn graduation party. You got you got what's his name? D Low over there look like he ready for prom. D book just got married. <laughs> so hey man, these dudes, these dudes are hilarious. That's that light skin crew. What do you say? Long way from sneaking out in hotel rooms and can't man, if you don't get out of here, boy, y'all still got curfew, boy. Y'all still got curfew. Stop playing. <laughs> I mean, hey, we had we had 10 minutes with DA, and I don't think I stopped laughing the entire time. DA was on another <laughs> level. 
Uh, Kristen was asking him questions and, and I'm just, I was, I was recording the whole thing. He was just awesome. That's this little sneak preview of, of what we got coming up down the road. Uh, but we had a lot of great content. CP three went in on some players as well, uh, on their Instagrams. Uh, it was just a good fun overall. And, uh, so look out for that on our social media channels for sure. Look, I, people can knock DA, whatever, but man, the guy's just fun. Like that's Fun. That's what you want from an athlete is to show some damn personality. Yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate that. They all don't have to be the same personality too. They all can can have their own personality. And Da brings that, so I I love that kind of stuff. That was that was always my favorite with Media Day was you could go a little outside the box. You could get to see that personality a little bit because it wasn't all cliches and, and platitudes. It was, it was some fun. So glad that we get a, a little D sneak peek of, of D that. DA has never been guilty of giving you a cliche answer. I don't believe. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> since day one, at, <laughs> even at the U of A, he has never been like, well, you know, we're going to do what, what's in the best no. interest of the team or anything. Like he doesn't talk like that. He doesn't speak like that. he, he tells you what he thinks, and I love that about him personally. But yeah, I mean, that was why I always loved a guy like a Marchin Gortat because it was the same thing. You weren't getting a cookie cutter answer; you had no yeah. clue what answer you were going to get, and that <laughs> made it exciting and fun yeah. to be a part of. So make sure check out all the Fox Sports Arizona social channels: Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram. Yes, I count YouTube as social media. Check it all out because there's going to be a lot of fun throughout the season. We'll give you we'll give you some of those sneak peeks uh, here on the sun solar panel as well i think it's time for the best segment on the show i suppose big board oh look at that sal's got the graphic ready too i am very excited for this week because in honor of media day and some fun in honor of the fact that kfc has announced they're producing a movie and and oh, Disney God. Plus dropped about 650,000 <laughs> new shows this week. Yes. Espo's big board is if you could get Suns Universe spinoff shows, what would they be? And here are my top four. <laughs> Number four is a show I would call The New Guys, which would feature the new Chris Paul and the new <laughs> Devin Booker. Out in Scottsdale, two guys pretending to be NBA stars <laughs> in the city trying to find trouble. And that's it's a sitcom, a buddy sitcom where, uh, you know, they they just pretend to be Chris Paul and Devin Booker in Old Town Scottsdale and they get in all sorts of trouble. Uh, that would be the new guys, a son spinoff, because people are joking that Jake from State Farm uh, looks like the, the fake Devin Booker. So let's move to number three on the list and this one is one that i'm excited for it's a reality show it's called sticks on the sticks it's jalen smith playing video games against other nba and and nfl and nhl and mlb athletes and they play all sorts of weird retro video games so sticks on the sticks a, a video game reality show is number three I like the the theory, video the game way. reality show. Well, I guess with Twitch out there, there's been video game reality shows for the for the past year or so. So maybe that is going to take off. That just was, sounds so ridiculous. It's either me. that sticks on the sticks ridiculous. or sticks with sticks, where he learns to play '80s hair band music. I went with uh, sticks oh, on the sticks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, number two on Espo's big board, the Suns uh, Universe spinoff television shows 
It's Monty Williams TED Talks. It's it's the explanation <laughs> of the other side of hard. Who wouldn't want to listen to a, you know, a couple hours of Monty just giving you motivational advice? I would listen to multiple TED yeah. Talks by Monty Williams just standing there on stage explaining to me how I could live a better life because Monty definitely has the kind of advice that we would all want. But my favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, number favorite, one. Number one. Number one, and it's by a mile, is is it's called a recipe for sunstruction. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that you had slid my face in there, you jerk. <laughs> it's Dave King as Colonel Sanders, Bolton as the love of his life. God, hey, a recipe for sunstruction. There's a secret recipe. For disaster. <laughs> for disaster, but really, it's a secret recipe for love. Oh, Every Saturday God. on the Sun Solar Panel. God, so I cannot believe. I'm so sorry you all had to see that. I apologize oh, to the chat for putting my face on a woman's body. That is just unattractive <laughs> all the way. Actually, I kept the beard, too, so... Enjoy Ugh. that. <laughs> I, hey, at least your coloring was better than than it is on the show. You look human in that. So, <laughs> the recipe for sunstruction is uh, I thought that is was pretty number good. one on the list. You can't <laughs> tell me you would watch at least a few of those, right? Oh my gosh! Oh I, man! I actually think the new guys one with the uh, with the the new Chris Paul and the fake Devin Devin Booker. Could actually be a sitcom that somebody would watch. I, I feel good about that one. Saul dressed as a, a and Dave in love. I don't know about that, but maybe, maybe they'd watch that. So that's I suppose big board for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Ooh. By the way, if you're if you're listening on the podcast, I, I really believe, highly recommend. I can't believe they're actually doing a KFC show. Again, that's, that's just hilarious. crazy. They're actually doing. I don't that. even know what's. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I think it's hilarious. And you know it's going to get a rating. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's oh, going to yeah. get a rating. It's everyone's going to be number one. Absolutely. That yeah, show uh, wouldn't get a rating, but the the original one will. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, Fox, <laughs> Fox Sports uh, Arizona and stadium executives, I'm available to create new shows for you. I've got a million, <laughs> million ideas, and we can, uh, we can talk, but I can fill that 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. void you have on the network. I'm here oh, for you. Oh, man. You just had Dave trying to give me his special er or blend of herbs and spices. I don't want to see that. <laughs> oh, crap. no. You yeah, didn't go there. Hey. You didn't go there. Hey, hey, hey. It's, hey. it's finger like licking. It's all shared that was the actual, just and a real female. That's That was bad. Look, I'm just trying know. to get I'm just trying to get product placement on this show. Like a uh, whatever it takes to get get a title sponsor, I'm willing to sell you guys out to do. You notice so, you notice Espo conveniently did not put his face on the girl. I know, right? I think uh, I think that's coming up next week sometime. I don't know. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, this from Saul's the guy got who Photoshop dropped a, skills too. This this from a guy who dropped a one minute uh diss track about me using my own vo voice. Like <laughs> I think we've had, uh, had you had your own promo. SPO, you should be happy. You do, do, have do we want to go promo. to? Do we want to go to uh, whatever uh, whatever your segment is here? Sure. Sir? Let's imagine this. How about that? How about Let's that? Okay. That. Imagine this. Okay. So today's imagine this. <laughs> so today's imagine this. I wanted to know what the chat and you guys felt and uh, would choose between these two. All right. You have. Barkley's MVP in finals year 
or Nash's back-to-back MVP years, which one would you rather be? Look, do you choose these things just to make me angry, like irrationally so? Like, and I don't know why this one does, but this is not. I don't know why it does either. I don't either. Let's go. This is not a contest. It's Barkley and the finals because you want to be in the discussion to be the best team in the league. And the Suns in 92-93 were, you know, know, a minute and and a game away from a title. Nash Nash's two MVPs back to back were they were, minute, they were minute in a game, yeah, a whole game. You still had a whole nother game. Yeah, but Nash's Nash's team never got within a series uh, of a title. And look, I love Steve Nash. I loved the back to back MVPs. Those were fun years. But if I have to choose between that, you choose the finals every time. Even if Barkley had lost the MVP to Jordan that year, which he probably should have, not that I want to admit that out loud, but you know, you you choose the finals every time because that means your team had a chance to legitimately win. And and to me, this is a no-brainer. And I know the chat's basically probably saying, it's Steve Nash, you moron. But to me, it's it's a finals yeah. appearance every time. I don't know Dave. if it's that that much of a slam dunk. I have such positive memories of the Nash years, especially those two unexpected years where they could have gone all the way if not for some injuries. Um, I feel like those teams were just as good as the Barkley team. And Barkley's team was a one-hit wonder, I mean, because they disappointed the next two years in, in much more disappointing fashion because they had their team and they still lost, um, as opposed to Nash losing teammates along the way. Um, it's closer than you want to make it sound espo in my mind anyway uh but i still have to go i have to side with barkley in the finals because um, ultimately you're right you've got the finals team is the most important um however i would take nash and his two mvp years and those uh western conference finals runs than um over the 76 finals team so i think i would do that uh i definitely think uh it's closer than you than you want to call it espo no i I mean, I, so? I, 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 I agree with you guys. Like I would much rather have Barkley's year, uh, especially considering who you ended up playing. You know, you played Michael Jordan in the finals and you're battling for, you know, world supremacy. So yeah, yeah, I would to- definitely do it. But Nash's two years, let's just take this though. Okay. Which was funner. Like I know we won a lot with the, with, with the, the Suns and going to the finals against the bulls. Like yeah, I know there was right. a lot of fun, fun and winning, but which one was funner? Like, would you have rather been Nash in that seven seconds or less and just the high flying and the enthusiasm and, and just the fun that we saw here in the Valley? Or would you rather just win a lot? Which, which, which of those? Now they won a lot too. I just, I'm just saying, which one of those guys would well, you yeah, rather, that, would you rather be Nash or they would just, you rather be Nash? Who would I rather be I, as a human in those situations? In those situations, yeah. Barkley, because Barkley was treated like a king in this town. Like <laughs> so, but, Steve. No, not in the way Charles Steve was, was I mean, treated not- like a king in this town. I don't know. Steve has much, much more fond memories, also, of people in the, from by people in this town than Barkley. Everyone loves Barkley, but he's been uh, so so long on TNT that they think of him more as a TNT guy than. The, they do as a Phoenix Sun. He was only in Phoenix for a few years, so I, I think definitely I'd rather be Nash personally. Uh, having had, but a I'll drink let you finish with, your thought, Espo. 
having having had a drink with both of these guys, I'd rather be well either of them because they're millionaires and uh, uh, and uh, you know everybody wants to be around them. But name dropping, of course. Hey. So, so we were sipping my ties by the pool. Yeah, as we were vacationing together in the Hamptons. Yeah, but look, uh, look, I, you can't go wrong with either either guy wanting That's to be either cool, guy. Man. Let's be honest, but I, I'm always going to default to Charles Barkley because that was the team that that I fell in love with and gave me gave me the affliction of of lifelong fanhood. I mean, and and I'm sure for a lot of people in the chat that say Nash, that's because they grew up with seven seconds or less, and that was their big-time introduction. Uh, you know, yes, it would not be a, a <laughs> solar panel without me name-dropping. Oh, man. I remember when I met Michael Jordan for the first time. and uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See, and Espo's mic conveniently goes out right when he's about to, to you know, just uh, just. But, for but it's always working when he wants to name drop. He's never have missed not, a name drop. Have you not figured out I'm pretending it doesn't work when yeah. I don't want to address what you're saying? So, like that's <laughs> that's just how this goes. No, but look, if 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 Nash was your and the seven seconds or less sons were your introduction to being a Suns fan. That's obviously uh, where you'll default to, too. But those are the two greatest time periods. Yep, they're the two greatest uh, periods in Suns history. Um, yeah. I suppose Mike is uh, obviously on the fritz right now. <laughs> okay, and, I thought uh, it was me again. <laughs> completely PO'd at him, I guess, for taking having that take. I don't know what's going on. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to hold the, the cord in now so it doesn't <laughs> – come back out so yeah that's like the old holding the holding the uh uh tin foil over the tv trick look this is uh this is preseason for all of us our, yes. equi our yeah. equipment included uh interesting question in the chat uh from omar he wants to know would the 93 sons or the seven seconds or less sons win in a head-to-head -head matchup Ooh. that's an interesting question because there's a lot of factors that go into that uh, yeah, I, th I think it's probably seven seconds or less, just because of the style they would they would push that ninety three team to a, a level that I don't know they'd be able to handle. But that would be one hell of a game to watch. Oh man! Didn't well, you, you, you know you're you're talking about the speed of the game. Yeah, but man, who that, that Suns team in ninety three? They were no slouches either. They had some they had some speedsters as well. You know, with Cedric Sabalos and uh, Richard Dumas. Uh, you know, it, oh, it has some flyers as well. You know, watching Dumas against uh, against uh, Stoudemire would Dumas be was definitely really a high flyer. Yeah, for sure. For that one year, he was awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For the and one year, because he was high flying down. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I think it's time um, to land yeah, the ship. That's cool. You did a. I remember. Hold on. You did a podcast, didn't you? Where you guys simulated the best Suns teams against each other. Did you guys simulate yeah. 93 against 07? Yes. And I believe How'd 93 won in the simulation, a, a what if sports simulation yeah. where they, they basically simulate a thousand and one games and then uh, kind of put together all the stats, which is kind of crazy. It would, uh, it would be fun to watch and, and, and see how that would play out. We, we have a suggestion for the next big board. <laughs> 
What is that? <laughs> Next big board. Things we have to buy. One, Espo's mic. Two, Dave's router. Three, Saul's camera. And four, <laughs> Monty's <Christ>. tripod. <laughs> Last week's episode. Yes. We badly need all three of those, or all four of those. We're going well to hold Herbie. a telethon for that. Uh, that stupid XLR cord. Uh, good that, job. Good job. That is the big board for sure. Yes. Uh, Herbie, Herbie in the chat, one of our flaming ballers. You uh, you win. That is that is the best Espo's big board we've uh, we've run with. So, look, uh, it's been a yeah. unique episode of the sun solar panel uh you know with our technology and a million other things but we thank you for taking time out of your busy life to join us for whatever the shindig we call uh, the sun solar panel is we appreciate you enjoy sun's preseason basketball over the next week we will be back uh next saturday and until then Tune into Fox Sports Arizona for all of the preseason games. If you're listening to this Saturday before 7 p.m., you can catch them tonight against the Jazz on Fox Sports Arizona, against the Jazz again on Monday at 7 p.m. in Utah on Fox Sports Arizona, and then twice against the Lakers at the tail end of the week, the 16th and the 18th, live from PHX Arena. You will get to see... Everything about this Suns team all in one place. Fox Sports Arizona, the Fox Sports Go app. So for our friends over at Fox Sports Arizona, thank you as always for your support and for not producing a slam video about me this week. <laughs> we, we're thankful. There's always next week, baby. There's always, there's always, there's always, always a new week. You keep, up, uh, you keep photoshopping me on women's bodies. You're going to get it some more. <laughs> I, I promise you that. Nope. No problem, Saul. For, for the stars of uh, a recipe for Sun's Duction, uh, Saul Bookman, Dave King, I'm Greg Esposito. We'll talk to you next time here on the Sun Solar Panel. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let me know? You won't beat the hell with call. Oh, like bling blow, ayy. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let me know? You won't beat the hell with call. Oh, like bling blow, ayy. Gonna.